Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, At this point, I'd like to turn it over to David Stearns. Thank you, Zach. Uh, thank you, everyone, for, for being here today. Um, I want to particularly welcome Carlos's family, um, wife Francis, uh, Adrian Andres, uh, son's parents, all the way here from Venezuela. Um, we're thrilled that you all can be here today. Uh, welcome to the Mets. Um, you know, th- throughout this process, we prioritize finding a manager who can not only impact and lead our team in the dugout, um, but who could help us shape an environment uh, throughout our entire organization uh, as well. Um, and, and I firmly believe that, that Carlos has the ability to do that. Um, Carlos's upbeat, positive personality, um, his, his genuine care for people, his baseball knowledge, his experience in this city, um, his sincerity, all shown through throughout our process, throughout our time getting to know each other and make him the right person for this job. You know, we, we've, we've talked about before, I've talked about before how big these jobs are. We ask our manager to communicate with a wide swath of people from the clubhouse through the front office, with all of you, to ownership. Um, Carlos has those communication skills. Um, He has the leadership ability, and I'm thrilled that I get to partner with him here now with the Mets. Um, We're excited to have you on board. And with that, it's my privilege to announce Carlos Mendoza as the next manager of the New York Mets. Man, this feels good. It feels great. Uh, this is a great day. This is a special day uh, for me, my family, and uh, the Mets organization. Uh, for me, it's an honor and a privilege uh, to be wearing this, this uniform. And uh, I would like to thank uh, Steve and Alex for uh, giving me this great opportunity. Um, for believing in my abilities to lead this ball club. Um, thank you. Uh, I'd like to uh, thank David and uh, the baseball operation people. You guys put me to work. 
<laughs> it wasn't easy, but uh, I'm excited to partner with you and uh, the organization and uh, looking forward for uh, great things uh, here to come. Um, I would like to thank my parents. Uh, my mom, happy birthday. Uh, today's my mom's uh, birthday, and this is incredible. Um, I remember like it was, uh, it was yesterday, but almost 30 years ago when we sat down at home and we were trying to make a decision whether I was going to be a baseball player and pursue my dream to become a, a big league player or become an engineer like my dad. Uh, and I was pretty firm and, you know, I was, I remember when I said, I want to be a big league player. Well, I didn't become a big league player, but today I'm the manager of the New York Mets. So for that, thank you so much. Uh, to my dad, and I want to make sure I say this in Spanish so he can understand, he can understand here. Eh, para mi papá, este, ha sido el mejor coach, el mejor mentor que he tenido en mi vida. Gracias por enseñarme los principios y valores de la vida, el respeto, la humildad, el sacrificio y el trabajo fuerte. Este, para mí es un honor y de verdad, papá, que siempre has sido y siempre lo serás mi mejor coach. Eh, gracias. To my wife, Francis, uh, thank you for not only being my best friend, you always been there for me through the good the nuts of good times, supporting us, raising our kids. You gave up everything in life. You gave up. I remember having this conversation with you. Uh, are you sure you want to do this? Uh, you gave up your career as a dentist back in Venezuela. Uh, your mom, your sister, and all the people that you love. And you say, I'm ready to do this with you. And here we are, Francis. I love you so much, and I can't wait uh, for this new chapter in our life. To my boys, Adrian and Andres, um, thank you for being there, for understanding that dad is away from home for a long time. And I, one thing I'm going to tell you is now you're coming home. <laughs> you're coming to New York. Um, the other question you asked when David uh, called me and, uh, and gave me the news was that, are we going to be able to come to the field and practice with you now that you are the manager? The answer to that is yes, you're coming with me and we're going to get to spend some time and, and practice as well. So thank you so much. Um, I'd like to thank uh, the San Francisco Giants organization for giving me the first opportunity uh, to become a baseball player back in 1996. Uh, I would like to thank uh, the New York Yankees for giving me the opportunity uh, to become a coach and to develop as a coach and eventually as a, as a big league coach uh, here in New York. Uh, there's a lot of people that uh, I want to acknowledge here, but we could be here for a long, long time, you know. But there's one guy that I want to mention because I remember when I was uh, finishing my playing career and he approached me and, and asked me if I wanted to become a coach. And, you know, I thought about it. Then we decided, to, you know, with my family to pursue that that career. And when I got done managing my first year, he called me in the office and say, Carlos, you're going you're gonna to be a manager in the big leagues. And here I, here I am. I know you're proud. Mark Newman. Thank you so much. I'd also like to thank my sister, 
back in Venezuela, Lorena. Thank you for the support. Um, I'm getting emotional here. <laughs> and uh, I want I want to say something in Spanish too uh, to my to my country uh, and to the Latin community. Para mí es un honor y un privilegio estar aquí sentado en estos momentos y representar a mi país, a Venezuela y a toda la comunidad latina. Mediante esta plataforma de ser manager en grandes ligas de los uh, de los Mets de Nueva York. Eh, mi consejo siempre es que nunca se rindan cuando ustedes están buscando sus metas, cuando ustedes pasan por momentos difíciles. Si Carlos Mendoza lo pudo lograr y las personas que me conocen saben muy bien lo mucho que yo trabajé, lo que sufrí, lo, cuando me caí y tuve que levantarme con todo el apoyo de mi familia. Y ese es el mensaje que le tengo a todos los latinos que sus sueños siempre los puedes lograr con respeto, con dedicación, cuando trabajas fuerte. Eh, y aquí estoy, pues, representándolos a todos ustedes. Les doy todas las gracias, de verdad que sí. Y a los fanáticos de los Mets de Nueva York, para mí es un honor y un orgullo, un placer tener puesto este uniforme. Espero, pues, aportar a esa cultura eh, que se ha venido construyendo. Entiendo que son unos, fan, son unos fanáticos muy exigentes y estoy este, completamente preparado para esa gran oportunidad y traer campeonatos eh, a la ciudad de Queens. All right, so when uh, when I first started that process and uh, David first called me and uh, the more we got deep into conversation and with his baseball people and we started to get to know each other uh, really well, you know. The way they were asking me questions, I was asking them a lot of questions. They were not only interviewing me, but I was also interviewing them because uh, I wanted to know what they were all about. And when they started talking about culture, uh, people, relationships, uh, preparation, that I felt a connection right away because uh, that's who I am. I, I care a lot about people, relationship, respect. Uh, And the ability to put a product, you know, uh, there's going to be able to compete uh, for championships. Uh, I understand that people are saying this is a big challenge, you know, for especially for a guy that never managed uh, in, uh, at the big league level. Uh, I understand uh, the city of New York. I've been here uh, for the past six years, and I know how passionate the fan base is and the expectations that they got here. Uh, just know that I understand and I am ready for this challenge. I see this as a great opportunity. This is a great opportunity for not only Carlos Mendoza, but for the New York Mets. Um, man, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, this, is, uh, this is great. The one thing that... Um, I'm coming in here, I'm not just creating a new culture. Uh, people, don't, people need to understand that this is a team that won 100 games not too long ago. And uh, it was, they started to create something special. Uh, and I'm coming in to continue to add to that culture, you know, to continue to add to those positive things that were already building uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, and we, when we start talking about culture, I do believe that culture is not just your tradition. 
culture is driven by the people that you come in contact with every day. And that starts from ownership, from David as president of baseball operation and his people, myself as the manager, that eventually is going to go and trickle down through the coaching staff, players, and everybody in the organization through player development all the way to the Dominican Republic. Culture is driven by us, by the way we connect, by the way we think, by the way we value our culture, by the way we communicate each and every day. And that's my goal. That's my goal, to continue to drive that culture. I came up in the area, you know, back in 1996 when I was taught to play the game with fundamentals, to respect the game, to, do the, uh, to pay attention to details. That's how I came up as a player. But I also, when I came up as a coach, all the information that, you know, came available, I was able to learn that side of the game. And I'm planning on using that. Uh, there's a balance, right? And I'm planning on using both of them. Um, at the end of the day, it's about connecting. It's about building relationships. And it's about winning championships. And uh, I'm hoping that we get that opportunity here uh, with David and, and, and the whole organization. Um, I'm going to surround myself with people that are going to bring energy. They're going to earn their respect from players and from everyone in the building. That people that are going to be honest, that are going to hold people accountable. And we're going to be able to hold each other accountable. Um, but at the same time, we're going to have fun. This is a hard game. This is a hard game. And that is played by human beings. And at the end of the day, we're going to, we got to have fun. And I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, and the last thing I'm, I'm, I'm going to say is um, I want to say thank you to all of you that are here uh, in the audience. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to building that professional working relationship. Because I know how much you guys care. I know you guys have a job to do, talking to the media members. And I'm hoping that uh, we can develop that relationship uh, here uh, starting today. Uh, I, I know how much you know about, about the game of baseball. And trust me, when managing in winter ball, when you got – Millions of managers and, 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 and the fan base will let you know uh, as soon as you walk out of that ballpark because you, you left a pitcher too long or because you took him too early or because you didn't pitch. I know what it feels like. I, I know what it takes. So, and I know how much you guys know about baseball. And I can't wait to meet and have deep conversations with Gary, Keith, and Ron. <laughs> Again... Uh, with that, man, I'm super excited. It is a privilege. It is an honor for me to be wearing this uniform, and I can't wait to get going. Thank you. Thank you, Carlos. At this point, we'll take questions from the audience. Uh, please state your name and affiliation. We'll start with Steve Gelbs from SNY. Hey, guys. Yeah. Uh, Steve Gelbs, SNY. Carlos, congratulations. You know, you, you spoke about the culture that you hope to build or, or continue to build upon in terms of on field product though, how would you describe what a Carlos Mendoza managed team looks like on a day in day out basis? Yeah, it starts with connection relationships. So the players can trust me and, you know, uh, know where I'm, you know, that I'm, I'm there for them and want to have their back. Right. But it comes down to preparation, 
attention to details each and every day and competing. You know, I, I want the team to, to go out there and, and, and play hard every pitch. I want them to, and then at the end of the day, I want them to have fun. But uh, I'm a huge and a big believer. I've learned through my experience that the connections, the trust, the respect, the relationships in the locker room, in the clubhouse, when you care, when you care about people, when you connect, uh, is you know it creates that culture that we're talking about that eventually will will show up uh, on the baseball field. But guys are going to be prepared, and uh, just know that. Uh, we understand the, the expectations here in New York. And David, for you, I know that the two of you didn't know each other prior to this process. So what was the initial process, I guess, for you to figure out the list of people you wanted to interview? What did you hear about Carlos? And then ultimately, when you did get to meet him, what pushed him across the finish line? Yeah, so so as we went through this, there were a couple different stages. And, and the first stage was... Um, sort of that that standard due diligence stage, reference checks, um, calling around, trying to get to know as many as much about our candidate pool as we possibly could. Um, and, and when you get through that stage, you have a, a pretty good feel for uh, who each candidate is, um, what their backgrounds are, what people have to say about them. Um, then for me, the next stage was was really ensuring that that I felt a connection um, to the person who was going to be. Our, our next manager. Um, we've we've talked about the partnership that these types of jobs require. Um, we're going to be spending a lot of time together. Um, we're going to be on the phone a lot together. We're going to be dealing with some some real highs, and at times we're probably going to be dealing with some lows together as well. And we're going to have to have the relationship, the bond, and the trust um, to collectively work through that. Um, and, and I think the more time Carlos and I spent together, the more we both felt comfortable. Um, that we have the ability to do that together. In the center. Eh, saludos, Carlos, Natalie, lasmayores.com. Felicidades. Eh, hablaste hace un momento de tu experiencia en el béisbol invernal. Obviamente son ligas muy distintas, pero la meta es la misma, ganar, a diferencia de ligas menores. ¿Qué tú sacaste de esos dos años eh, con los cardenales de Lara que tú sientes te va a ayudar en este nuevo rol aquí en Grandes Ligas? Sí, gracias Natalie por tu pregunta. Este, mira, una gran experiencia. Yo siempre he dicho que no solamente como pelotero, sino como coach o como manager, esa es la mejor escuela que tú puedes tener. Es como que la universidad. Y mi experiencia en los últimos dos años con el equipo Cardenales de Lara, pues me ayudó a eso, a manejar las expectativas, a, a manejar un clubhouse, a manejar pues todas las personalidades que tú tienes contactos en el día a día, pero más que todo pues la importancia de ganar ganar todos los días y ganar últimamente un campeonato. Lamentablemente, pues, este, no se consiguió en esos, esos dos años con la gente de Cardenales, que es un equipo que pues, para mí es pues, el, el equipo de la infancia. Eh, pero el mayor aprendizaje fue eso, manejar las expectativas, cómo manejar con el personal, con los peloteros, y al final del día, pues, tener esa relación con todos ellos. Este, una, una bonita experiencia y, y yo creo que fue algo impactante en mi carrera. On the right. Yes, um, Bill Atson, MLB.com. For Carlos, after talking to the front office, um, what do you think uh, of, of your current roster and what needs fixing? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Uh, I'm excited about our roster. <laughs> you know, uh, 
like I said earlier, you know, this is a team that won uh, 100 games not too long ago, and a lot of their core players are still on our roster, right? Uh, so I do feel really good about that. Uh, yeah, we got some work to do, and I'm, I trust David and, uh, and, and his team to uh, to continue to make improvement and, and to, continue to continue to add. But I, I am very excited with the group of players that we currently have on our roster. All right, my second question is, have you talked to Ozzy Guillen? He was the first uh, person from Venezuela to manage a big league club. Uh, I'm just wondering what advice has he given you? Yeah, uh, I know Ozzy because uh, uh, when he was retiring, uh, I was uh, at the beginning of my playing career, so we played together. Uh, he texted me right away, um, just wishing me good luck and just be myself. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I know Ozzy well, and uh, I have a lot of respect. Uh, obviously, as our first uh, manager to win a, a World Series from Venezuela, you know, so uh, a lot of respect for him. Bruce left. Carlos Bruce Beck, NBC4 New York. Congratulations. Thank you, Bruce. You sound optimistic. You sound enthusiastic. But what are your concerns? What are your challenges? Uh, that's a good question, Bruce. Uh, um, I don't know about if I call it concern or, you know, like I said, challenge. I'm just excited to get the opportunity to be here in New York, you know. Uh, like I say, I've been here for six years. My family loved the city. I love, you know, the city of New York. And I understand how passionate the fan base is. They want to win and they have high expectations. And when you're not meeting those expectations, they're going to let you know. But they also going to support you when you're playing well. I experienced uh, playoff games here in October on the other side of town, and I can't wait to bring that uh, and to have that experience here in City Field with the Mets fans. Tim? Tim Ely from Newsday. David has used the words collaborate and partnership a lot throughout this process. What is that? What do those words and that dynamic mean from your perspective? Yeah, team. Uh, this is something that I've learned uh, early on my career when I came up with the Yankees as a coach. You know that uh, using all the resources, uh, asking people's opinion, uh, having that ability to to have a sit down and have that tough conversation and, and challenge people. You know, and I think when I, when when and when we talk about a partnership here that David talks about is trusting each other. You know, knowing that we're going to have each other's back, good or bad. You know, and then we're going to have we're going to. We want to have conversations that are going to be tough, but at the end of the day, because of the trust uh, and the respect that we have for each other, uh, we're going to move move on and 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 accomplish great things. On the left, Carlos. First off, congratulations on on the job. Uh, Mark Malusis, picks eleven sports. I want to ask you when you were interviewing David, as David was interviewing you. Besides culture. What were some of the other concerns that you had that were rectified or answered that presented you and looked at this opportunity as being the great one that it is? Yeah, like I said, uh, I don't think I saw I saw it as a concern. It was just more like his vision, you know, uh, expectations, you know, because uh, I want to I want to win just like everyone else. Right. And he wants to win, you know. So it was just more of those those topics, you know, wanted to know where they were at uh, in the vision, uh, short term, long long term, and those were some of the, the the conversations that went on. Short term vision: you expect to be a winning team in twenty twenty four. We expect to compete. We expect to compete in 20 talented players coming back from a team that won 100 games not too long ago. And, and we are excited about the group of position players that we got in the, in the upper level. So, yeah, I am excited. Will? Hey, Carlos. Will Salmon from The Athletic. 
Um, David has mentioned you knowing what it takes to win in New York and to lead in New York. I know you mentioned expectations. What, what does leadership look like in New York? What does it require from you? Yeah, uh, it requires um, <laughs> there's a lot, obviously, especially here in New York, because there's high expectations, and the fans are going to let you know that they, they, they expect to win, they expect championships, and they're going to let you know when you're not meeting those expectations. But uh, I, I go back to relationships, you know, building that culture in that clubhouse with players and, and, and people that you work with can trust you. Um, I believe that uh, this is a huge part of the job, you know, uh, and that you're going to go through some up, 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 ups and downs. Uh, and I'm ready for this challenge. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for, uh, for this new chapter, and I can't wait to get going. In the back. Angie Hernandez, New York One, Español para ti, Carlos. Felicidades. Gracias. Quiero saber cuáles serán tus estrategias viniendo ya al 2024 para los Mets. Mira, este, estrategia como tal, pues podemos hablar mucho. Primero tenemos que empezar a armar el, el, el roster. Obviamente, como lo he dicho, muy contento por las piezas que tenemos. Un equipo que esperamos que va a ser competitivo. Es un equipo que tiene piezas que eh, ganaron 100 juegos no, no, no hace mucho tiempo atrás. Y mira, todo dependiendo del roster que, que, que uno tenga para, para hablar de estrategias. Pero es, es agresividad, es preparación, es comunicación. Es que de verdad que nos podamos respetar y que podamos disfrutar del juego de béisbol al final del día. On the right, Carlos Ron Blum from AP. When and what day and what were the circumstances when David and the Mets called and told you you were going to get the job? Were you sitting at home? Was it a phone or a Zoom? Yeah. And then, David, what was it and when did you decide he was the one? Uh, my boys and my wife are smiling right now because he was pretty stressful, you know. <laughs> Uh, I was, you know, flying across country and meeting with, you know, people. And uh, I remember it was a Sunday and I was the whole day. I was, you know, I was I was pretty tired that day. And my youngest one, Andres, came up to me, I don't know, probably like a 630. And uh, he was like, Dad, I'm bored. I want to I, I want to go out and play catch. I want to do some picks. You know, he's a pretty good infielder. Right. And uh, sure enough, I went out there, started throwing picks and doing some glove work and all that. And before I know it, my phone rang. It was David. And I was like, all right, we got we got action here so i came back in and uh i sat down in front of my wife and uh, i received the news and you know i could hear my wife you know crying and my boys jumping already and you know uh so yeah it was pretty exciting hey, what was the thing that made you decide he's the one you know, th these are these are evolving processes right and so we 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 do our best um not only to to get to know the candidates and the people as we're meeting them, but also try to learn about them as much as we can. And, and really the more I learned and we learned about Carlos, um, it, it felt like a great fit. And then after we spent some time together um, and it was clear to me um, that, that we were going to have the ability, I think on both ends to build the type of relationship, spend the type of time together that we're going to need to spend together. Um, you know that that's when I, I think I realized that that this could be um, a really good match, and 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 I became really excited about it. In the middle, Daniel Reyes, Grandes en los Deportes, CDN Deportes, Carlos Felicidades. Gracias, Daniel. Como venezolano y latino, cómo te sientes de finalmente ser manager de MLB? 
Orgulloso, orgulloso, de verdad que sí. Este, para mí es un honor y un privilegio pues estar aquí sentado y con este uniforme, siendo el manager de los Mets de Nueva York. Como lo dije en el, en el statement inicial, pues eh, no es nada fácil, no es nada fácil para nosotros los latinos este, de llegar y estar en una, ganarse una posición de esto, porque al final del día tú te la ganas con el trabajo, con el respeto, la dedicación. Y ese es el mensaje pues que yo le doy a, a, todo, a toda esa gente, pues no solamente en el béisbol, sino en la vida como tal, de que no es nada fácil y que hay que luchar por, por conseguir tus sueños y que cuando tú te caigas pues hay que levantarse y bueno, de verdad muy agradecido dándole las gracias a Dios eh, por darme esta oportunidad mediante esta plataforma del béisbol de las grandes ligas donde yo puedo impactar y, y, y ser ejemplo para esas generaciones pues no solamente en Venezuela sino en toda Latinoamérica On the right Hi, Carlos. Laura Albanese from Newsday. Uh, you had talked about uh, surrounding yourself with people that can build the culture here. Uh, when it comes to coaching staff decisions, what in particular are you looking for, either with the people that you decide to retain or the ones that you look to bring on? Yeah, we're in the process of uh, putting together that, that coaching staff. Uh, we spoke uh, uh, with some of them, uh, talking to David. Uh, but, yeah, uh, we're talking about building a culture, right? So you're looking for people that, you know, are – going to bring energy. They are going to earn their respect from players. They are going to be consistent. They are going to be prepared. They have uh, leadership skills. They are going to be able to communicate. They are going to be able to have that tough conversation. Uh, they're going to be able to hold people accountable, right? Uh, and that's, you know, that's that's what we're looking for. So, yeah, we're in the process of it. And, you know, it's, it's a big puzzle that we have to put together here. But I'm excited to, uh, to continue to have those conversations with David and the whole baseball operation people. I guess as a follow-up, do you anticipate significant turnover, and are you specifically looking for somebody who has maybe a little bit more experience since you are a first-year manager? Like I said, uh, we're looking at we're looking at everything. You know, what I could say is that Jeremy Hefner is coming back as a pitching coach, and uh, I think David already mentioned that uh, a few days ago. Uh, and you know, we're we're in the process of having those conversations, and uh, yeah, looking for those qualities that I just mentioned. On the left, uh, felicidades, Carlo. Um, Manny Gomez, New Jersey Advanced Media. Uh, two questions. The first one is, did you have a conversation with Luis Rojas before accepting this position, and what advice did he give you? And the second is, uh, number 28, what does that number represent to you? Yeah, uh, I consider Luis uh, as a friend. You know, we go back to our, our years in the minor leagues uh, managing against each other and then competing against each other. Uh, and when uh, David first reached out, uh, I gave him a call, you know, and it's like, because he knew more of the people that, you know, that I've known. So I asked for some advice, you know, and like just kind of give me a later line of some of the people that I want to be, I was going to be, uh, going to go talk to. Uh, but yeah, I consider him as a friend. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I wish him nothing but the best of luck. I, I know he's going to be next, uh, uh, pretty soon here. Um, and, uh, the 28, uh, this is, uh, this is a big number for me. Uh, and it's when I stopped, when I first started playing, uh, winnable, uh, with Tiburones de la Guaira, they gave me this number and I won the rookie of the year that year and fans started buying that Jersey. So that kind of, and it's also a special, uh, family, uh, <clears throat> Uh, date because that's when I when I first met my my wife at the time it was on September 28 so 28 has been a huge number so when they presented to me with some of the options and I saw 28 it was a no-brainer for me <laughs> on the right hi Carlos Abby Mastraco from the New York Daily News um, you've mentioned dealing with the media a couple times now what have you maybe learned from Aaron or from Louis Rojas about some of the more challenging aspects of being a manager like dealing with the media that you didn't have to deal with as a coach previously Yeah, uh, it just as simple as understanding that's part of the job, huge part of the job, you know, that 
you guys got a job to do and I have had a job to do. And that's why I was saying, referring towards having that relationship, that working professional relationship, because uh, you guys are here for a reason, right? And uh, I'm, I'm kind of like the bridge of communicating with not through you to the fan base. So I think it's important. And those are some of the, the, thing, the things that I'm really looking forward to as a manager now. In front. Agustin Zapata, N1C Sport News. Carlos, felicitaciones Gracias, por la designación como manager del equipo de los Mets de New York. Aceptar el reto de dirigir este equipo, ¿cómo tú lo defines? Otra pregunta. Y ser el segundo venezolano apenas en dirigir un equipo de béisbol en la Grande Liga, ¿qué significa para ti? Sí, mira, este, primero que nada, es un, eh, a ruta, eh, asumo este reto con, con mucha humildad, eh, este, con gran profesionalismo y de verdad con, con muchas ganas pues, de, de conseguir grandes cosas aquí con los Mets de Nueva York. Es un equipo pues, que, como lo he dicho varias veces, ganó 100 juegos hace par de años y la mayoría del, del, del grupo pues, que, que, per, que perteneció a ese, a ese equipo todavía está en el roster de nosotros, un grupo muy talentoso. Eh, y de verdad que estoy, estoy ansioso para empezar pues, a, a construir esa cultura que nos va a ayudar a, a ganar juegos de béisbol. Eh, la segunda pregunta... Eh, oh, orgulloso, de verdad que sí, orgulloso de... De, de ser el segundo venezolano oficialmente, pues obviamente Alfredo Pedrico aquí, Pedrique, a quien considero un, uno de mis grandes mentores, y Miguel Cairo, pues que tuvo la oportunidad, pero Osvaldo Guillén fue el primero y, y, y ganó la Serie Mundial. Son personas que admiro muchísimo, eh, que considero amigos, eh, y mira, para mí es un honor, un orgullo y un privilegio, pues representar a Venezuela este, mediante esta plataforma, la del béisbol de grandes ligas, sabiendo lo mucho que se goza y que se vive el béisbol allá. Para, para mí es un honor y un gran privilegio. On the right. Thank you. Carlos, felicidades. Daniel Álvarez del Extrabase en Venezuela. Eh, Carlos, desde que tenías el puesto de bench coach en Nueva York con, con los Yankees, creo que tuviste cantidades de, de entrevistas con distintos equipos y no se dio sino hasta ahora. De esas experiencias, ¿qué fue lo que más fuiste sacando que te ayudó a esta finalmente con los Mets y que me hables también de la, la, la satisfacción de que por fin eh, se te dio lo que tanto estabas buscando Sí, gracias Daniel y agradecido de que estés aquí este significa mucho para mí y para la familia eh, Sí, mira, eh, a veces pueden ser un poco frustrantes cuando tú vas a todos esos procesos pues y, y no recibes la noticia que estás buscando pero a la, a la vez aprendes mucho de esos procesos porque como lo dije como, como enfrenté el proceso con los Mets así como te están entrevistando a ti uno tiene que entrevistarlos a ellos para ver si es la, la situación que, que de verdad machea, como quien dice. Eh, y eso fue una de las grandes experiencias, pues, mucho aprendizaje y que me ayudó pues para prepararme para eventualmente recibir esta oportunidad que gracias a Dios en el día de hoy los Mets de Nueva York me las están dando. Again on the right. Um, Jake Mintz, FoxSports.com. I'm, I'm curious, who are some other managers around the baseball world, either that you've played for, that you've been around, or you've seen from afar, whose style you, you think you might em emulate? Yeah, I think the biggest one, and I don't think it comes with surprise, is Rob Thompson. You know, I consider him one of my mentors uh, because of the, the years with the Yankees and now what he's doing uh, with the Phillies. But uh, Dusty Baker, you know, even though I never got a chance to work with him, uh, when I was a young player coming up with the Giants, I went to Big League Camp uh, for three years, and I learned a lot from him. And uh, 
you know, we developed a really good relationship. You know, when he took over for the Houston Astros, and uh, we had a lot of conversations. And one of the first people that reached out to me uh, was Dusty. You know, we, we got over the phone and, and uh, we talked, and he gave me a lot of advice. But this is another guy that made a huge impact on my career just by the way he, 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 he handled from spring training. The way he set up expectations from day one was very impactful for me. Uh, I also been uh, uh, I learned a lot through the past few years with Will, from Willie Randolph, who I consider a friend. Uh, this is a guy that had a I don't know that he knows it, but he had a big impact on my coaching career. Uh, and he was the other one that I reached out to. Um, I had an opportunity to play for Luis Aparicio back in Winnable, uh, our only Hall of Famer uh, from Venezuela. And uh, this is another funny story because uh, we used to live in the same apartment complex. So I used to get on the elevator when I was like five, six years old, and that was Luis Aparicio. And my mom used to tell me, he's, you know, that's Luis Aparicio. And I was like, who's Luis Aparicio? And I was like, uh, this, this, you know, when I started getting older, uh, uh, and then I got the opportunity to play for him. He was a huge impact on, on, on my career as well. And I can name a lot of people here uh, that made a huge impact on me. Uh, I'm not going to forget about Pat McMahon uh, because this is another guy that had a, you know, I consider him my, my second dad. And I know you're listening. I know you're proud of me, Pat. And uh, I can go on and on and on. But, uh, yeah, those are some of the people that I'm sharing with you guys. We're going to do a couple more in the center here. César Márquez de la Liga Venezolana de Béisbol Profesional. Carlos, eh, felicidades. Eh, dos preguntas. Tuviste la oportunidad de trabajar con Eduardo Brizuela durante el Clásico Mundial. ¿Qué tanto eh, ayuda a la comunicación con la gerencia trabajar con él nuevamente ahora con los Mets? Y en segundo lugar, de todos los managers que has tenido en tu carrera y técnicos, ¿cuál crees tú que ha sido el que más ha influido en tu estilo de, de dirigir? Sí, mira, este... Eh, Eduardo, para mí es un honor y un placer este, de tener la oportunidad de, 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 de trabajar juntos, especialmente aquí en este nuevo capítulo que estamos los dos este, eh, empezando a escribir. Tuve la oportunidad de trabajar con Eduardo en el Clásico Mundial, ya que él, él fue el gerente general. Y mira, qué gran ser humano, de verdad que sí. Este, para mí que eso es sumamente importante. Eh, sin mencionar, pues... Eh, eh, lo preparado, lo inteligente y de la manera como se comunica y lo, para mí es más que todo pues la clase de ser humano, de verdad que para mí es un placer eh, no sabía pues porque él no fue parte de este proceso cuando yo estaba en el proceso pues él todavía no pertenecía a la organización y pues qué sorpresa para mí que una vez pues entro eh, entero que Eduardo pues voy a estar trabajando con él y para mí de verdad que orgulloso, orgulloso de él también eh, y la segunda pregunta, un manager que, que haya sido, mira, tuve muchos, tuve muchos managers, eh, como te digo, hablo de un Luis Aparicio, hablo de eh, Shane Turner, fue un manager mío eh, con, con ligas menores, fue bastante duro conmigo, pero me enseñó este, a jugar béisbol, eh, los fundamentos. Eh, en invierno pues tuve manager como Luis Ojo, este, y mira, eh, de verdad yo creo que mucha gente ha impactado en, mi, en la carrera de Carlos Mendoza, que yo como siempre, como lo he dicho varias veces, eh, podemos pasar aquí todo el día y yo mencionar a gente que me ha ayudado y de la que he aprendido, y de verdad que orgullosos de todo porque todos tuvieron este, un granito de arena para yo poder estar aquí.
And last question in the center. Mark Roseman from kindnesscorner.com. It's a two-part question for both of you. So, David, obviously in this world of analytics, there's no real analytics for a baseball manager. But if you look at trends, last 30 managers in the World Series, none of them were first-time managers with either no experience as a manager, no experience as a player, or no experience within the organization. When you look at that, what makes Carlos the right guy to end that trend and Carlos same thing what makes you the guy that will be the first in 30 years to win a world series as a, a first time manager so so i think for, first of all i think there there have been in fact that there there are a lot of like really good managers right now managing in baseball right now that that were first time managers when they first were hired right so um yeah i do think there are a lot of first time managers out there who who have proven um, that you can do this job in big markets, you can do it successfully. Um, look, Mandy has a, a really unique skill set, and and it's it's not only his experience in the game, but who he is as a person, his ability to connect with people um, of of a variety of different backgrounds um, at different levels in the organization, um, and you combine that with with his robust experience within the game, his knowledge of the game, um, and the time he spent in this town. Um, and I, I certainly have confidence that he's the right person. Yeah, and I understand that's a, that's a question and that's a topic now. But I've been preparing for this for you know since I started coaching, and uh, you know uh, every stop along the way, you know, and especially my last six years in, here in New York, uh, you know, I I I, I know it's real, <laughs> you know, and I know the expectations from the fan base. But uh, you know, it's one of those where I can wait. To get started, uh, I know I'm ready. I know I'm prepared, and uh, I, I know how much the fans wants to win. And uh, you know, uh, that's what we're here for. Thank you very much, and congratulations. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field, and then I. Uh I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.